All right, welcome back to Vernacular Podcast. I'm Zach. And I'm Sally. And it's just the two of us tonight. Yeah, this That's all is you get. unusual. No <laughs> guest. I love our guests so much, but I'm also excited to just talk with you, Sally. Yeah, me too. And I'm excited not just because it's just the two of us, but also because of our topic tonight. That's right. We do not have any hard-hitting philosophical content for you. <laughs> We're not going to talk about the intricate philosophical underpinnings of a sitcom. Or the struggles of parenting. Rather... We're going to talk to you about food. Food, because we love food. And we've talked before about sort of the, well, not sort of, the ethics of food. We're not, to, we're not even going to talk about the ethics of food here tonight. We're going to do this thing called food news. Now, when I first got into podcasts, I don't know, four years ago, probably 2015 at this point, I found this podcast called Food News that I quickly then shared with Sally. Yeah, it was part of The Ringer? No. Is that right? No, no, no okay. it was part of Grantland. Oh, Grantland. So, right. yeah, this is probably... Too much history for those who don't care. It's a now defunct podcast. Yes. Yeah. Do I, I guess so. Okay. No, that's okay. Right. Thank you. It for, no longer it exists. Thank you for reining me in. Unfortunately. So yeah, basically the short story is ESPN used to own the site called Grantland. The, the Grantland site is now shuttered and defunct. And all of the staff writers at Grantland are gone. They Most went elsewhere. of them either stayed at ESPN in other capacities or now work for Bill Simmons at The Ringer. Because Bill Simmons was the founder of Grantland, and and, and oh, that's the connection. That's he left ESPN, and there was a big tiff, and it was there was a lot of drama. But the people who hosted Food News, um, one of them went to the Ringer, and one of them stayed at ESPN. So that was Juliet Littman at the Ringer, and David Jacoby, both of whom are very entertaining to listen to, and just two had a really great dynamic on yeah, the Food good News repartee, podcast. Yeah, I wish they continued. Why couldn't they just have their own? Their own, you, you know, I know. I, I don't. I don't understand why either. And their own deal, especially because, like, so right now, Jacoby's co-host on Jalen and Jacoby, which is a TV show and a podcast, is named Jalen Rose, and he's a friend of Bill Simmons. He goes on Bill Simmons' podcast from time to time. So I don't know why they couldn't do a little bit of crossover thing, but I think it might have to do with kind of the bad blood between ESPN and Bill Simmons, and that's speculative on my part, but. Anyway, it's not why we're here. We're here just because we like that show and we wanted to kind of try to recreate it. So what they would do is basically talk about food news and they would each bring these really crazy food news items to discuss. Yeah, whatever kind to, of caught their eye exactly. that week in recent history. Yeah, so we thought we'd give that a try. This is, like I said, just for fun. Uh, don't overthink it and <laughs> enjoy it. So with that, should we get started with these food news items? Yeah, sounds good. I will say we we also wanted a taste test because that's another thing that Juliet and oh, Jacoby yeah. did. They always did that, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And um. That just, was fun to listen to them do that. We just didn't have time to run out to the store. We were going to run out to the store and like get something crazy and taste test on the show. Uh, but maybe a future episode. Yeah, maybe if this is a, a concept that's fun for people, we can try yeah. it again and bring something unique to try. Because we are all about the art of being human and food is integral to the art of being human. Yeah, and we've said this before, I think, but we're, we're the only species that consistently creates our own food and turns it into an art. So it's, Yeah, food isn't just about sustenance. It's about enjoyment. Right. Feasting. Yeah, exactly. So maybe we'll try that next time. Yeah. But for now, let's just do our three news items. So do you want to go first or should I go first? Um, I can go first. Okay. What do you got? Okay. We'll so just this... go one and we'll just take turns alternating. Okay. So my first one I found on the New York Times website and the title is the world wastes tons of food. A grocery happy hour is one answer. What is a grocery happy hour? Yes. So a grocery happy hour. So this is starting in, I believe it's Finland, but I can't see on my phone the actual article that I read on my computer because there is a 
block. Okay. Oh, yes, it's Finland. Okay, there's oh. a paywall. There we go. So it is Finland. I, hate paywalls I can't so read it, but I will try to remember what it says. So they there's this new grocery store in Finland called S Markets. Okay. And they um at nine o'clock every night, they slash their prices from I think thirty percent to sixty percent off. Whoa. So you have to be in line, ready to go to get these great prices. Okay. And the reason they're doing this is because there's so much food waste. Because otherwise it just to, goes in the trash. Right. Otherwise it would, it. it would be, um, I think it would expire or something like that. So, so is so, the happy hour only applied to foods that are about to expire? Um, I think so, okay. but I'm not totally sure about okay. that. But basically it's an effort to prevent food waste and to um, to kind of encourage people to see this as kind of a fun shopping endeavor because there's a time limit and they're calling it happy hour. And so all across I guess, I think it's just Helsinki, but maybe elsewhere as well. You can go to these S markets and get really cheap meat, really cheap, I mean, whatever groceries are going to go bad. I um, love it. I'm, yeah. I'm there for that. I know. I would totally do that. 100%. Yeah. That it would just be like a grocery, a late night grocery spree. Yeah. And they talked to this one guy who got like three pounds of meat for like under $5 or something like that. Like crazy prices. Well, what, I mean, this is Finland. Are there like reindeer meat? Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> caribou? Are there caribou in Finland? I don't even know. I don't know. I don't know. But I love the idea because I hate wasting food. It is one of the things that I, it's just one of my huge pet peeves. So I would definitely shop here. Do you recall this story from several years ago in which a man was trying to start a grocery store chain that exclusively sold about to expire or recently expired food? No, that's interesting. Yeah, I want to say it was like, he was related in some way to the founder of Aldi or Trader Joe's or something. And it was oh. a new, it was a new idea. I don't know what happened to that. Let's see. That would be cool. I would chop there too. I am. Uh, let's see. Here's an article from smithsonianmag.com. This new grocery store only sells expired food. When was that? Um, this was in 2013. Oh, here we go. Doug Rock, the former president of the quirky grocery chain Trader Joe's. Oh, so wow. I, was, I wasn't, he's not related, but he used to run it. So did it not work out? Um, I don't know. Let's see. His daily table chain of grocery stores. He said, it's the idea about how to bring affordable nutrition to the underserved in our cities. It basically tries to utilize this 40% of this food that is wasted. So that's what you're talking about in Finland. This is to a large degree, either excess, overstocked, wholesome food that's thrown out by grocers, et cetera. At the end of the day, because of the sell-by dates or growers that have the product that's nutritionally sound, perfectly good, but cosmetically blemished or not quite up for prime time. Bring this food down into a retail environment where it can become affordable nutrition. I think it's a great idea. I'm gonna I'm gonna do one more search while while you riff a little bit. Okay, uh, yeah, I guess I just chose that article because I thought that the grocery happy hour sounded like something that I would do, even though it was later at night that I would prefer to shop. Well, my first thought was that it would be a fun date for us to do. Oh, that's a great idea. <laughs> yeah, I mean. For our listeners, we, we Sally and I had a date on Saturday, and, and we went we, to Goodwill. Yeah, that wasn't the entirety of the day. Like yeah, we did yeah, Goodwill yeah. and before then dinner. dinner. Yeah, but it was just a fun, like I don't know, going around a big thrift store without our children. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's the thing. What a novel concept. Now yeah. Leo was shopping for us, deals but, without our toddlers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, I did find this. So oh, okay, the store called Daily Table. It has not taken off. Maybe that's that. Maybe that was never the goal, but it is not a massive national chain. But it is a store. It is in Dorchester, Massachusetts. And sure enough, they are able to provide discount groceries by, you know, looking at expired or recently ex expired or soon to be expired foods. And it looks like they have a very social impact forward mission, which is pretty cool. So they're there to try to provide accessible, cost effective food for the population of Dorchester, Massachusetts. So That's great. Hopefully they're finding a lot of purchase there. Uh pun intended, I guess, but hopefully people like it and yeah. are finding it to be a good way to 
get access to good food. Yeah, that's great. Because food is not cheap oftentimes. No. Okay, well, should I do one of my articles? Yeah, please, please. Okay, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run three words by you and you can tell me if this sounds familiar to you because this has been all over social media, but I know you're, oh, you're not a very social media forward person. I'm not on any social okay, media. Okay, here are the three words. <laughs> Popeye's chicken sandwich. Does that mean anything? Uh, all I know is that uh, Adam Rappaport on Bon Appetit loves Popeye's. Okay. And that's all I know about Popeye's. Have you ever eaten at a Popeye's? No. Do they have Popeye's in Chicago where you grew up? Um, I'm not sure. I think I only really remember recognizing the logo in Texas, but I don't remember if it was in Chicago. Okay. So probably tr- true story. I don't know. I don't know where Popeye's geographical reach is, but I know that growing up in the DC area, we had them there. So it's definitely in DC. Oh, right. Well, cause, um, the, the other food guy, um, House of Cards. Joe House. Yeah. yeah, he grew up in D.C. and so did Joe, so did Adam Rappaport. So well, that, that makes, makes sense. sense. Maybe yeah. it started there. I don't know. But yeah. they're definitely there. We had one. We lived off uh, Route 50 and there was a Popeye's there. But before I knew it was called Popeye's, we would drive by it and they. I think they built it while we were living there. And the way the E was canted on the same, like at, a, at approximately the same degree as the P.O.P. made me think it was Pope Yes. So I asked my parents if it was a Catholic restaurant <laughs> because it was called Pope Yes. <laughs> that's and awesome. they're like, no, that's Popeye's, but they got a kick out of it. <laughs> um, okay, so Popeye's chicken sandwich though means nothing to you. No. Okay, well, I'm about to blow your mind because <laughs> Popeye's came out with a chicken sandwich. Okay. And just to briefly recap what happened here, Popeye's has never sold a chicken sandwich in its entire history. Oh, okay. What do they sell? Well, they sell fried chicken. Oh, oh okay. Lots and okay, lots okay. and lots. Like that's their okay, thing. But not a sandwich. Right. It's basically KFC. I mean, people who, who are a fan of one over the other would probably, you know, kill me for this, but it's basically KFC. Like yeah. I've always thought of it as the same thing. Like, okay. you know, fried chicken, mashed potatoes, biscuits, Okay, whatever. but no sandwich. No sandwich, right. Okay. But on August 12th, they introduced their first ever chicken sandwich. Okay. Within two weeks, that chicken sandwich sold out. And not only that, but it started such a national conversation about chicken sandwiches that they were just like, this This gave birth to thousands of memes. It was trending on Twitter for days straight. People are Instagramming about this thing. Wendy's is throwing shade at Popeye's and I think KFC got why? in on the fun. Don't I, other people sell fried chicken I sandwiches? I don't know. I don't understand why this is so But don't other people amazing. sell them? Well, it's not like we've never had a fried chicken. Sandwich I mean, McDonald's before. has a well, Chick Fil A obviously is like the game in town with ch- with chicken sandwiches. Okay. But uh, yeah, Popeyes had never done it. Uh, I don't is it know the if fast KFC, food aspect of it. I don't know. I don't know because Nashville, they're you know they have their hot chicken. Well, yeah, I think I think certainly it's that Philadelphia. There was that um, awesome restaurant that had fried chicken sandwiches that we went to. I can't yeah, remember well, the name I've, of it now. Uh, Federal Donuts. Yeah, Federal. Yeah. There. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really don't know. I don't huh. know why this was such a okay. thing, but it was such a thing. And it was such a thing that within two weeks of them introducing it, they sold out of the chicken sandwich. So they're done with it? Uh, no, they. I think they're actually back with it now, but it's sold out. And people were so into this chicken sandwich that there were people who were like literally bringing guns into Popeye's and demanding <laughs> demanding their chicken sandwich. So I have this article from what? Delish, delish.com. Popeye's customers showed up with a gun and demanded the sold out chicken sandwiches. Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah, so it says Popeye's update. Everyone's still acting like a complete lunatic over that sold out chicken sandwich. Earlier this week, things took a dark turn when a group of hangry customers arrived wielding a legit gun 
and demanding Sammy's. Oh my goodness. That's now, taking it's, it's the not, enjoyment it, of food way too far. Yeah, for sure. And it's not really, this is overstating it. It's not really a dark turn. Nobody was hurt in this, but it just goes to show you how Still some just waving people, a gun around. People some, could get hurt. Some people care a little bit too much about yeah. chicken sandwiches. The more disturbing thing I wanted to talk about with you. So Popeye's is a chicken restaurant, right? Like that is what they do. They're okay, a, that's they're what a, I thought. you know, one game in town and the game is chicken. Nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that. I, I like restaurants that are simple like that. Yeah. This has been Chick-fil-A's thing, you know, right. like Chick-fil-A, the only time Chick-fil-A has a non- uh, a non what chicken. a non chicken animal protein is I think Lent when they do their fish sandwiches. Oh for people. yeah, okay. But they obviously don't sell beef. You know they'll have some um, vegetable proteins for vegetarians among us. But they do chicken and that's fine. Mm-hmm. And Popeyes does chicken and that's fine. But they sold out of a chicken sandwich, which just makes me think that like these chicken patties are being breaded and prepared prior to being cooked in some central national location or like you know a network of regional distributor places. And so when they say that they're sold out nationwide of the chicken, it just makes, it just makes me think like, wow, that was never that fresh to begin with. Was it? It's oh, not like, yeah. it's not like the, they can just make it right on the spot. Yeah. It's not like Popeye's is taking a breast, yeah. you know, a, a fresh breast of chicken right. and breading it for you and then frying it well, and then throwing it in the sandwich. Well, it's not federal donuts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. You can watch them make it. So, but yeah, Popeye's chicken sandwich. So that's my first story, Sally. Totally, okay, nice. Totally. Uh, Rad, we'll have to go to Popeye's and try a chicken sandwich. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if there's Compare Popeye's around here. I, haven't, I don't think I've seen it. Let me do a little uh, little locator and see if I can find a Popeye's close to us. Okay. Well, my second food item, food news item, is from the Washington Post, and it's taking back the family dinner, how we created a mealtime renaissance. And the author just kind of goes through how they had gotten away from a family dinner when they had children who were born 19 months apart and they were just kind of in survival mode. And now they're I, trying I wonder to what reclaim. that's like. Right. I have no idea what, what being in survival mode yeah. with young children would be like. I know. Yeah, it's very encouraging. Um, she's very honest about that. And then she kind of goes through the themes that have helped them recover the family mealtime and her tips and ideas. So that's good. Yeah. I thought it was, it was good and it was encouraging and it reminded me of some of the things that we've been trying to implement, but it also, um, had some other ideas that I thought were, were good too. So I love that. And I love that. That's it was from August, by the way, the New York Times look that up. Oh, the Washington post actually. I still love it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, I just love that people are talking about this because mealtimes, family mealtimes are so important. And I think, especially today when we have so many different things demanding our attention, we have digital devices and we have soccer leagues and right. like none of these things that are intrinsically bad. I'm, I'm not the Luddite here being like, nobody should have a phone. Right. But, but when the family's trying to reconnect, yeah. and she even says that there's research that the benefits of family dinner are vast, that they're linked to everything, grades, health, vocabulary, smoking, drinking, drugs, like all Wait, of that Wait, family stuff. dinners are linked to smoking, drinking, okay. and drugs. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I, maybe I'm rethinking my position here. <laughs> smoking rates, less smoking. That's gotcha. what I'm saying. Okay. Um, good, good. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll keep doing the family dinners then. <laughs> yeah. So that's my second one. Okay. What that's, else do you that's have? Good. Well, by the way, I did look up Popeye's. We do have Popeye's close to us. There's this oh, one okay. that's uh, less than five miles away. It is, however, one and a half stars. So Ooh, we okay. might, might want to avoid not worth it. Might, might want to avoid that chicken sandwich after all. Okay. Um, second one. This is also really funny. Uh, this is from Delish as well. They have some good food news headlines. And uh, the headline, let me just read it to you here. Man opens a can of Heinz beans to find only one bean and lots of bean juice. Oh no, that's terrible. <laughs> 
That's the, what is that called again? Aquafaba or something like that? Or is that only in chickpeas? I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, there's just like this, I think it's a vegan substitute for something. Uh, I don't know what it is, but you can use the the juice from a chickpea can and make something out of it. I have a- um, I have Eggs, a, maybe? I have a scorching hot take on vegan substitutes that'll probably like, get me in trouble. <laughs> They're never <someday>. good. <laughs> My scorching hot take is that Anytime I hear the words vegan substitute for, I just immediately judge whatever that is. <laughs> yeah. And it's not that I have anything against vegan diets. And no, like, no, no, no. It's, and just, I it's substituting about, for a meat product. Yeah, yeah. Like you and I have talked about, you know. There's so many things the that are vegan. going vegan great. or eating vegan. Like yeah. I have a lot of respect for people who are vegan, but like when you don't try to substitute tr- for meat. And, and I think it's because, uh, what is the um, the cookbook you have? Oh, the Oshi Glows cookbook, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. There's so many good things in there that yeah. you can make that are totally distinctive from meat and animal-based products and so don't try like don't go out of your way grinding up cashews to make it into like cheese for a pizza that's not what cashews are for like use cashews in a creative way that are delicious and are still cashews you know yeah yeah Uh, so that's my scorching hot take (laughs) um i'm sorry if i offended any vegans out there okay so we found one one bean (laughs) yeah so look at this uh, i'm sorry for our listeners who can't um see this but just look at this little video here i have He's, 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 he, he tagged Heinz on That's so gross. Twitter and I is showing. I hope that they apologized or gave him more beans. <laughs> it just, it looks like basically a bowl of tomato soup. And then as he's stirring it with his spoon, you see one, one little, little bean <laughs> rising to the surface. <laughs> That's so funny. That's awful. So my first thought was, and it was kind of a stupid thought, but my first thought was, wow, one bean, when he pulled it off the shelf, like, wouldn't it feel empty? Oh, and oh. I was like, oh, of course there's, fl- there's fluid. There's already in there, lo- you know? liquid in it. Um, yeah. And that's the, uh, the bean juice, which <laughs> is what he called it in his tweet. He said, hi, hi, at Heinz UK. I enjoy bean juice as much as the next person. But when I opened the can this evening, I was hoping for more than one bean. Oh, no, that's so funny. <laughs> okay. So you're not there for the one bean can, Sally. Right. No, okay. no. Right. Um, okay. So my third thing is about, it, this is not a new concept, but this article is recent, just from earlier this month. And it's about the St. Louis bagel, which... I didn't know that there was didn't know St. That Louis bagel. I mean, I've heard New York bagels. Right. Yeah. So the St. Louis bagel is is a way to slice your bagel and it's vertically. Stop. Yeah. So Stop it. it looks like, right again, now. sorry no. for listeners, you can't look, see it. Ew, gross. But Google the St. Louis bagel. And okay. you, I'm going to Google it right now. You can, And actually, I've seen Panera do this, which makes sense because weren't they a St. The St. Louis bread company originally? No, but St. Louis does it. I mean, uh, Panera does it because they cut it into quarters, right? Like, don't they slice it horizontally and then vertically? Well, no, they, you can also have it put through the bagel slicer and have it sliced like that into ah, like little- stop. Um, stop, why? I don't know, almost what? like ba- bread slices. Why is this a thing? Because I guess you have more surface area, so you can put more things on it. That's one of the things. But this author took it to the next level and basically came up with all these recipes based on this way of slicing the bagel. And she came, comes up with things like a different way to make a sandwich. You can make a sandwich out of it in a different way. You can make a Hasselback, which is where you stick stuff in between each um, each Stop. pair of- Stop. <laughs> So anyways, look this up if you're I, interested in the St. Louis bagel and why it's so revolutionary. I just Googled St. Louis bagel, like you uh, like you said, would would reveal all these results. And the first 
result that came up is from the Riverfront Times, which, as you probably recall from our time living there, is a St. Louis newspaper. Ah. And the headline, let me just read this, and this says everything I want to say about the St. Louis bagel. The St. Louis-style bagel slice is now our national shame. <laughs> that, that's like the opposite take of this woman this who wrote this article. So that's so funny. What is your source? Who wrote the article you're reading? Serious Eats. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I would think they would know what they're talking about. Somebody on Serious Eats. My goodness. I mean, it's just her opinion, but. Never going on that, yeah. web, that website again. <laughs> goodness gracious. Okay. Well, that was my third one. Okay. So I've got uh, I've got a little teaser here for you. This is not my, um, this is not, <laughs> not my actual story, but this is kind of exciting. This is, this is not a funny one. This is just cool. So remember when we went to that reserve roastery in Seattle? Yes. Yes. Well, Starbucks is opening a reserve roastery, their sixth ever in Chicago on the Magnificent Mile this fall. Oh, how fun. We're going to be there this fall. Yeah. So I was thinking we should go check it out. Wow, yeah. I bet it's going to be packed. Uh, it was crazy no in Seattle. Oh, my However, goodness. However, it is a 43,000 square foot space. Let me just show you the picture there. Whoa. So it can accommodate quite a few people. That is humongous. But you really just go for the experience anyway. I mean, sure, Even sure. when we were in Seattle, it was I know, we didn't even get packed. anything, and that it was, was just, the, just the experience. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was just kind of walking around and checking out what was there. So still cool. Um, on well, the note of Starbucks as well, they okay. are also developing pickup only stores. What do you, what do you think about that? How do you feel about a pickup only Starbucks? So you just go kind of like the mobile order? Uh, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you don't eat there, right? So you, yeah, you, I guess, place your order ahead of time and then go pick it up. I guess. I mean, I do mobile order very often whenever we get Starbucks and I try to, you know, thank the barista and everything but I don't stick around. So right. I think it's basically like a mobile order Starbucks. Yeah, I think that's... Solely mobile order. Right. Um, I don't know. I think if in a different place in my life, I like to hang out in a Starbucks and just yeah, sit around. Fair. But at this point, I am pretty into the mobile ordering whenever we go. And it is very convenient. I, I do think though, on the point of just like community, that hopefully people would not just treat it, I don't know, treat the people as automatons like there's that that austin airport uh kiosk coffee kiosk right yeah where it was like literally a robot, a robot who was just like order barista, giving yeah. you your coffee and i would hate for people to suddenly start treating you know starbucks employees like that yeah that was fun to do one time just to but watch that's the watch the little robot yeah. do the work but. but that's kind of the problem with mobile ordering in the first place i sure. guess so yeah i, I guess it's not a new problem i think i would just kind of like you reserve judgment until i see the the setup and the aesthetic of the place. Like, is it, is it where they have the baristas almost in a back room where nobody ever contacts them? And then the, the little ordered dream drinks come out on like a conveyor belt yeah, or something. That would be sad. Or is there still some possibility of human interaction? Yeah. Uh, because that would, that would change my opinion. Right. I mean, my first thought was no, you lose the whole ambience of a coffee shop, but we've gone to, you know, drive through coffee right. vendors and it's the same idea there. It's, and it's not like they're getting rid of their cafes. You can, right. you just go to a different place. Yeah, exactly. Now I do like going into the cafe, a cafe. And even if I'm just going to take something to go, just seeing people around, like yeah. working on stuff, reading the news. Or just or like, imagine what it would be like if I could stay and drink my coffee here. <laughs> I remember those days, man. Okay. My final one, th those were actually just teasers for you, but my, oh, fi oh. my final one, um, let me just let me just read a headline for you from foodandwine.com and you can tell me what you think about this. Pizza candy canes are coming for you this holiday season. So is this a candy cane shaped pizza? Oh no. Or it's a candy cane <laughs> that is the flavor of pizza? Yes, that. It's candy? Oh, that's so gross. <laughs> that's disgusting. So you're not here for the pizza candy canes. Oh my goodness. No, it's supposed to be mint. 
mint. I don't even like when they have some other flavor in it. I just want it to be pure peppermint. Um, I totally agree with that. Yeah, that's, that's that is a that is a good take for sure. Oh, that's gross. All right, this is it's supposed to be kind of a gag thing, I think, because it says sure. the article says from the twisted minds at Archie McPhee's, the people who brought the world macaroni and cheese candy canes last oh, year. Oh, gross! Comes a new, somehow even more unnatural offering. That pizza, is pizza candy. So canes. gross. You can get a set of six for just six dollars. That's one dollar per pizza candy. Wow. Can. That seems a little overpriced wow. to me. <laughs> so yeah. Um, it does say it's perfect for perfect for a prank gift. For yeah, your, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. List. I can so, see that. Yeah, that's what I found. The pizza candy canes. That's so funny. Well, I have two honorable mentions. One um, related to your uh, Seattle comment oh, about yeah. the roastery. So also in Seattle and a year too late. Um, but the the famed celebrity chef from Iron Chef, Morimoto. Remember oh, him? Yeah. yeah, like one of the best Whoa, chefs on Iron Chef. He was Chef. amazing. Yeah, the TV show, if people haven't seen that. He's opening a ramen and yakitori izakaya. I know I'm butchering that. Restaurant in the in, in International District in Seattle. So remember we went to the International District and we had, I think it was uh, Korean. Yeah, I think we had Korean Yes, food that's there. right, yep. Well, now he's opening up his own ramen place there. I love it. And we missed it. We went to a ramen place though in Capitol Hill. It was very yeah. good, but yeah. I would have loved to try yeah. Iron Chef. I know. Yeah. yeah. So it features like his amazing food. I mean, he's, he's incredible. It would be quite an experience. I love it. Probably an expensive experience, but no doubt. It would be no doubt. an experience. So yeah, that is my one honorable mention. And my other one is just that Bon Appetit has released their best new fall cookbooks. Ooh, and nice. yeah, okay. I, I've, I hadn't heard of any of them, but they sounded intriguing and definitely my, my approach with cookbooks is to order them from the library first, but yeah. So it's just fun to, to see what people are coming out with. Well, the one, I guess the one that did look the most intriguing was Alison Roman's new cookbook. And she was the one who, when I was on social media, she came up with this, uh, cookie that was just like all the rage and she just yeah, the Instagram world by storm with her special cookies that they were like shortbread chocolate chip cookies. Oh, nice. So now she's come up with a new cookbook um, that's just kind of like everyday cooking. So, love it. Yeah. I love those cookbooks that give you everyday staples. Yes, because that's what I need. <laughs> well, speaking of what you need, uh, I know you're a big pumpkin fan, Sally. Yes. We're not quite in pumpkin season. I mean, I know the PSL is back and all of that. I know. I'm ignoring that. We were it's talking about summer. this the other day. We can't do that until at least the calendar says it's fall. Right. And, and better yet, it's less than 80 right? degrees yeah, in the middle exactly. of the day. Yeah. So we're getting some cooler weather here, but it's still warm, too warm for a PSL. But Trader Joe's has unveiled its pumpkin items for oh, fall. Oh, I always love seeing what they come up with. It's yeah. always crazy. So I've got a lightning round for you. Oh my goodness. Okay. Oh, this is great. Awesome. Yeah. So the lightning round is going to be a little bit different from ones we've done in the past. Rather than just choosing one or the other, uh-huh. you're going to give me on a scale of one to 10. Oh boy. Your interest level in this item. What is one and what is 10? Uh, let's see. Yes, definitely. I would eat it. Yeah. 10 is 10 is like all the way. And one is that's the most disgusting thing I've ever heard of. Yeah. One is like pizza candy cane. Yeah. And, uh, maybe that's a little extreme. Zero is like pizza candy cane. Yeah. And one 10 is, is like my new favorite. Yeah, exactly. Okay. okay. Oh ready? boy. I'm going to be really excited to go to Trader Joe's. I know. Right. Here we go. Okay. The first one, gluten-free pumpkin spice bagels. Uh, no, not a fan of gluten-free breads. Yeah. I mean, I, when I eat a bagel, I'd rather have a real, oops, a non-gluten-free bagel. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Which I would consider to be a real bagel. <laughs> well, no, I think I know what you mean. Cause like the gluten-free just has a different texture. Right. Exactly. You and I have similar bagel preferences. But I would definitely buy those for my brother-in-law. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. Well, okay. So. What's your... So we'll say five. Five, okay. Five yeah. on the gluten-free pumpkin spice pickles. Okay, 
It sounds um, yummy. Pumpkin bagels. Yes. I would definitely try a pumpkin okay, bagel. That's not a one to 10. Oh, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I think six. Oh, okay. Pumpkin waffles. Ooh. Sounds are they? Pre- sounds pretty good to me. They're like frozen waffles or something? Yes, they are frozen waffles. Ooh, yeah. Like, maybe like Eggo waffles, but eight? pumpkin. Okay, nice. Eight. Uh, pumpkin O's, as Ooh, in the, the Cheerio. Cheerios. The, uh, cereal, yeah. Ooh, eight. Okay, nice. Pumpkin spice coffee. I know you've had that before. Oh, yeah. I do like the pumpkin. I mean, that's, that's definitely a 10 just because I already like it. Okay. Pumpkin chai spice loaf. Oh, a loaf. Mm. Hmm. Uh, I don't know about that. I don't know about don't the know. chai loaf. Yeah, I don't know. They, they, they can go well together. Um, I don't know. Some of these are hard because I guess it sounds I be good. I pictures too, actually. Oh, yeah, that would be good. It sounds good, but I, I think I'd have to try it. Oh, it has frosting on it? It does. Mm, I don't know. Oh, you're, we'll just you're, say- You're out on the frosting? We'll say five. Okay. Chocolate mousse pumpkins. No, that does not look, look good like, at all. They look like orange- confections that are stuffed with chocolate mousse, I guess. Yeah. I think that's not really pumpkin. It's just shaped like a pumpkin. Okay, so what, are, what number are you on that? So two. Okay. Whoa. Just one notch above pizza candy canes. Okay. <laughs> pumpkin rolls as in cinnamon rolls. I mean, when I think mousse, mousse needs to be chocolate. I don't want pumpkin mousse. Well, it is. It says chocolate mousse pumpkins. Oh. I, I don't know exactly. Okay. okay. Well then again, it shouldn't even be on the list because they're just shaped like pumpkins. Yeah, I guess you're okay. right. Okay. So the pumpkin cinnamon rolls, definitely. Yeah. That would be like an eight. Okay. Uh, pumpkin cream cheese. Oh, 10. Whoa. I love okay. cream cheese and yeah. pumpkin cream cheese would be really good, especially I, on the pumpkin spice bagel. Perfect. Mm, that'd be a little bit too much pumpkin for me. You have to, you have to kind of, it depends. Maybe they, maybe they were subtle about it. I could do like a plain bagel with some pumpkin cream cheese. Okay, sure. Uh, but yeah, you're right. The subtlety matters. Okay. This one looks good. I, I'm here for this one. Pumpkin spice granola cereal. Ooh, yeah, that could be good. Yeah. So maybe eight, eight. Whoa. Okay. Maybe seven. Gluten-free pumpkin bread and muffin mix. Well, kind of the same thing. I would buy that so that I could make pumpkin things for my gluten-free friends. Okay. Pumpkin spice cookies. Uh, ooh, they're, probably, they're probably not soft. They're in a box. Yogurt coating shortbread cookies. These are like um, a, I think like I'll pass. Maybe me. four. Okay. Yeah. Gluten-free pumpkin pancake mix. I think we've exhausted the gluten-free stuff. <laughs> okay. Pecan pumpkin instant oatmeal. Ooh, that sounds really good. Yeah, okay. um, maybe maybe eight or nine. Okay. Pumpkin ice cream. Yeah, no. I no. Think, no, because when I want ice cream, I want it to be chocolate. So okay. I think that would be two. Gluten-free brown rice pumpkin soup crackers. Uh, that doesn't sound good. I'm out on um, gluten-free crackers always. Yeah. Pumpkin crackers. To me, I think it's that I usually associate pumpkin with something that's sweet or at least tending towards sweetness. Yeah. And I wouldn't really put pumpkin cracker, even though it is a squash, but I, I wouldn't you. really put it in the. Okay. Pumpkin spice granola bark. This is something that I see as like, this is going to be a little, you, you might be getting this as a little, wow. a little gift sometime yes. this fall. And then just I would a just little, eat the I whole bag. Yeah. It looks Choc- dark chocolate. What is that? Else is it says we'll be snacking on these all season. This bark is made with oats. This is, this is just like a list of things Sally loves. Oats, almonds, quinoa, pumpkin seeds, and puree, and dark chocolate. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Yes, please. So I'm going to get you some of that. Yeah. When you're least expecting it. Okay. <laughs> pumpkin organic toaster pastries. Oh, yeah. So the, to- the, the Trader Joe's Pop-Tart. Yeah. I don't think that sounds good to me. I, well, I like pumpkin. When I want a toaster pastry, I like cinnamon. Okay. Uh, two more things. Would you try that one? Because you like toaster pastries. I would not try it, no. Okay. 
Uh, I mean, I, I don't, that's, that makes me sound like a picky eater. I would try it. Yeah. But I would not like well, right. walking by it in a store. It. I'd not be like, that is, that is where I'm at. I mean, if they were sampling it, that's one thing, but sure. Yeah. Um, I would not spend my money. On right. It, I exactly. Guess okay. Exactly. Uh, two more here and the listeners all rejoiced <laughs> pumpkin butter. Oh, what is that? It's like apple butter. But pumpkin. Oh, oh, it sounds okay. kind of good to me. I, yes. I've always liked apple okay. butter. I I, think just pretty... for a second, I was thinking nut butter, and I was like, "How is it?" That's fair. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But yeah, I would try that. So, uh, just a real quick. Oh, I, I hear... could like mix that into oatmeal or something. That would be good. That or would yogurt. Be very Plain good. yogurt. That'd be gross. Okay. No, that'd I like be good. The oatmeal idea. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, keep going. Okay, final one. I'm I'm kind of undecided on where you'll be on this because on the one hand, it's like your favorite food, but on the other hand, you know, you're a purist. So pumpkin spice caramel corn. Oh yeah, no, mm, okay. no, no. All right. Yeah. So a number on that one. Yeah. Uh ooh, that's I'm pretty sure. Down I'm pretty sure I let two, you get away with, in the two with range. not numbers on some. I of these, know. But. I it's hard for me to number. Well, just for the record, what's the number on the pumpkin spice granola bark? Uh oh ten. Okay, that's what yeah. I thought. All right. Yeah. Well that's it. But yeah, Sally. popcorn, it's gotta be I am I have become a purist on that. You scored a perfect twenty one out of twenty one on the lightning round. So <laughs> thank you. <laughs> All right, that was fun. That was fun. Well, we should definitely do this again. I would love to. Uh, we'll see if our listeners enjoy. Agree, it. yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Vernacular Podcast. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. We think we're going to do a, an episode on what we're watching and reading and thinking about and this doing fall, this fall. So, or what we have already and recommend. And maybe we'll have uh, PSLs in hand. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. Have a great week. I'm back.